to The Golfing Mind. I'm your host, Robin Seeger. And as always, we talk about golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. And uh, it's an area of fascination to many of us is how do we get the best out of ourselves? And sadly, we are very good at beating ourselves up, inventing new expressions or swear words to describe a shot that causes us more pain than stubbing our toe at the end of the bed late at night. It is just a sort of mystery to me why golf, for all its uh, joy, can bring so much pain and distress to so many people. And I suffer with you at times. Uh, I try not to. And, you know, one of, one of the, the uh, uh, crosses I have to bear is because I write books on the on the topic of mental resilience, mental conditioning, mental strength, uh, performing under pressure, because this is a world that I inhabit. Um, when I play golf with uh, people I, I don't know, uh, they, they kind of watch me closely to see how I react to a two-foot putt horseshoeing out three feet away and uh, or how I react to a bad shot. And I try my very best always to practice what I preach, which is to stay in the moment and not give an emotional value to my upset uh, or disappointment because I think it doesn't help us. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today was this whole notion of what I call the internal gremlins. You know, you've seen those old films where someone has a, a moral choice to make, you know, should they keep the wallet they found or should they hand it in at the police station? And suddenly a little devil appears with a tail and little horns and a little trident and whispers in the ear of the said finder of the wallet. Go on, keep it. They'd keep your wallet if they found it. Nobody cares. They've given up on it. And suddenly a little angel whispers in the ear, you've got to give the wallet to the police station and you've got to do the right thing. And I think that we do have these uh, voices that uh, can guide us. And they're not really voices. It's just our emotions sort of uh, giving us a steer. So before we hit an important shot, it is absolutely natural to experience at times moments of self-doubt. It's natural to experience self-doubt and performance anxiety. If we didn't have these emotions, we'd be robots. We'd be Iron Byron just hitting balls without any thought or feeling at all. But such doubts, when we have them, rarely help us execute our intended shots. Negative thoughts don't help us. And by contrast, when people attain a state of focus, which enables perfect execution, sometimes being called in the zone, they describe the state with words like calm, focus, timelessness, relaxation, and I've even heard people say destiny. They are free from fear and anxiety. This heightened state of being in the zone remains something of a mystery. People cannot enter the zone at will. Players talk of it in the same hushed tones as the alchemists who try to turn lead into gold. It's become the mysterious holy grail. How do I get myself into the zone? I have experienced it a number of times in my life and have read accounts of athletes who have described exactly the same emotional sense. A knowledge and a certainty that all would be well, 
that they knew they were going to produce the perfect shot. I wonder what percentage of golfers give themselves negative feedback and focus on their bad shots, continuing to recall them throughout the round compared with golfers who give themselves positive feedback, focusing only on the good shots. I don't have any exact figures, but I'm sure it's heavily weighted towards the negative, with very few players having positive thoughts. I base this on hundreds of conversations over the last 30 years with golfers who continue to beat themselves up over bad shots. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like you? It was me for a long time, and I can still have my moments when I do it. I mean, nobody's perfect, apparently. You see, these players, they not only expect to hit a bad shot, but even use the shot they hit as a validation of their being right, i.e. negative in the first place. What I've endeavoured to do with the whole silent mind philosophy and learning program is to minimise the impact of these thoughts and feelings prior to hitting a shot. I know people who play great golf in the practice round when their pro or coach is watching, but when on the course, especially in competition, hit poor shot after poor shot and suddenly lose all confidence in themselves. Equally, I know the golfers who never practice and probably play fewer than 10 times a year, but are naturally positive and competitive people with the ability to focus on every shot in any condition, giving themselves the best chance to maximize their skill. Golf, I believe, is very much a game of energy and flow, positive and negative. We experience it during match play events that even at club level, one missed short putt, a mishit iron or a long putt hold by your opponent can change the whole course of the match. The energy, the flow, the momentum changes. When the belief and confidence of one player improves, the advantage goes to them and the energy and momentum of the match will usually reflect this. However, if we can lock our emotional state, concentrate completely on the present moment and be here now, we will be in the best condition to enter the zone, free from negative thoughts and attachments to outcomes. Though it may sound simple enough in theory, this will in fact be impossible if we have any negative thoughts chattering away in, their, in our minds. Those negative feelings and thoughts about losing, those gremlins that somehow whisper in our ear, you're going to hit a bad shot. I have experienced being five up in a match after nine holes, only to lose, and I'm sure all golfers have memories of their own collapse on the course. In my disastrous match, the collapse began when my opponent said, I think you've got this wrapped up. And I replied, <laughs> I can't believe I said this. I replied, oh, I could still lose. I then started overthinking and overtrying. In contrast, I've been four down with five to play and told myself, I can win this. And I have won. The self-belief translated into confidence which strengthened my ability to execute good shots under pressure, which swung the energy and momentum of the match to me and away from my opponent. And 
not only do negative thoughts affect us, bad luck or bad shots can affect us. I uh, very recently played in a competition and I missed a short putt in the first hole for a par. I missed another short putt on the second hole for the par, but I was playing very well. The third hole, again, another short putt missed, but I really felt good that my game was middle of the fairway on the green. I came to the next hole, a par five, and I had a super drive, split the fairway, and I was delighted. And then my opponents had both missed the fairway, sort of hit back on. I then hit a three wood, as good as I can hit a three wood, and it just caught a bunker, and it ran into the bunker. But I was really feeling calm, feeling good, feeling great. I took six shots to get out that bunker. I can't believe I'm admitting this in public. Six shots, and they weren't hitting anchor. I didn't go up there and just get so frustrated I was beating the ball like an axeman chopping through a bad bit of timber. I was really remembering everything I told myself, but the, the back of my mind, there was a little voice saying, well, oh, make sure you get out. You don't want to stay in the bunker. But those six shots rattled me and I did all my exercise. I took a deep breath. I slowed down. I went through my pre-shot drill, but I struggled the rest of the round. My confidence was gone. I really struggled and I did my best to sort of manage it. So I say this not to uh, express any other sentiment that, you know, even with all the best knowledge and planning in the world, things can go wrong. And that, I guess, as Frank Sinatra would say, is that's life. And I guess it's not so much what happens to you. It's how you interpret it. It's how you manage it. It's how you put it into context. And what I did was I said to myself, you hit bad shots, you entertain too many negative ideas of what could go wrong and you didn't stay in the moment. Later in the round, I got a run of pars going, but it was too late. My card looked like an international phone number. And, you know, there you have it. But I'd like you to take away from today's uh, podcast this, this thought that, you know, if you're going to think anything, think something positive. Think something beneficial and helpful to yourself. And if you're going to talk to yourself before a shot, say something nice. Why not? If you're interested in doing more work with the mental game of golf, if you go to my website, which is Seeger Golf, that's S-I-E-G-E-R-G-O-L-F, uh, we have the Seeger Golf Academy, where there is a unique 13-week program on silent mind golf. We'll take you through drills, exercises, downloadable PDFs, MP3 files, guided meditations, all about training your mind to give you the best chance of being the best golfer you can be. Hope you'll explore it. And if you've any questions, please drop me an email at robin at Seeger Golf, and I'll be happy to answer them in the next podcast. Until we meet again, all the best and happy days in the fairways. <laughs>